Hi everyone, it is me again, and I have a whole bunch of random little episode things I'm going to make. Um, this week for, or this last week for Med Surge, we went over endocrine stuff, so um, for this episode, I'll go over diabetes insipidus and SIADH, which is Syndrome of Inappropriate Antidiuretic Hormones. So, um, diabetes insipidus is a disorder of the posterior pituitary gland. Uh, water loss is caused by a deficiency in antidiuretic hormone um, or the kidneys do not respond to antidiuretic hormone. There would be large volumes of dilute urine. Uh, kidney tubules would not be reabsorbing water. Reabsorbing water. Uh, there may be polyuria dehydration and electrolyte problems, uh, increase in plasma osmolarity, and increase in sodium levels, and increased uh, thirst. A pro tip is to make sure the patient is receiving fluids. Uh, it's considered uh, three different things. So there's neurogenic, nephrogenic, or drug-related diabetes insipidus. Um, primary, geez, okay, primary neurogenic uh, diabetes insipidus is a defect in the hypothalamus or pituitary gland, and it uh, results in decreased antidiuretic hormone production. Uh, secondary neurogenic uh, diabetes insipidus is usually related from or comes from or associated with a tumor head trauma, or brain surgery. Uh, nephrogenic uh, diabetes insipidus uh, is usually an issue with the kidney response to ADH, so nephro-kidney. Uh, kidney injury would affect how ADH is responded to, and sometimes it can be related to a gene mutation. Uh, Drug-related DI, or I'm going to say DI because I really don't want to say diabetes insipidus all the time, but uh, drug-related DI is usually related from uh, lithium carbonate, demaclocycline. Um, so those are two medications that interfere with the kidney response to antidiuretic hormone. As far as assessment goes, uh, we will assess for dehydration. Increase urine output, increased thirst. We would ask if there's any surgeries that they've had, any head trauma, check poor skin turgor and dry mucous membranes. They may be hypotensive, tachycardic. There would be hemoconcentration with a low specific gravity uh, in urine. And there might also be ataxia. We would make sure to check I's and O's for these patients. Uh, they may have more than 4 liters of urine output in 24 hours, but it really could be anywhere from 4 liters to 30 liters per day. And again, the urine is dilute um, with a specific gravity less than 1.005. The interventions or the nursing interventions <clears throat> would be um, drug drugs. So desmopressin acetate, it's a synthetic vasopressin. It can be given 
sublingually or intranasally. If it's uh, severe, if uh, the DI is severe, then it would, might be given two to three times a day uh, with one to two doses at a time. Uh, antidiuretic hormone can be given intramuscular, intramuscularly, IM or IV, um, but the IV version is 10 times stronger than the IM version. Uh, nurses should focus on dehydration, record weights, again, check for polyuria and polydipsia. And there are signs, yeah, if they have polyuria or polydipsia, even after being treated, then uh, they may need another dose. And if drugs are given, we also need to watch for fluid overload because um, if you're trying to fix one thing, it can lead to some other thing. So like hypertension, you treat hypertension and you might end up with hypotension. So you get DI, you treat DI, and you might end up with SIADH. So you have to watch that. And another little reminder here is that 2.2 pounds is equal to one kilogram. So that's a normal conversion. One kilogram is equal to one liter of fluid. So you really have to watch weight because you want to make sure that like how much um, water they're losing um, and or in, for SIADH, you need to know how much water they're gaining <clears throat> in weight. Okay. So that's all I have for diabetes insipidus, and now I'll just go over my quick notes for um, syndrome of inappropriate antidiuretic hormone, SIADH. It's also known as uh, Schwartz-Barter syndrome, and ADH, that's when ADH is <clears throat> too high, when plasma osmolarity is low, and it usually stops ADH from being secreted. So that's a normal. Normally, that's what happens. Why SIADH happens? So it happens from cancer therapy, pulmonary infection, and drugs like SSRIs, uh, and other things like viral infection, viral bacterial pneumonia, tuberculosis, you know, opioids, vincristine, stroke, there's a whole bunch of other reasons why that happens. Okay, <clears throat> ADH continues to be secreted even when plasma is hypoosmolar. So it just keeps going. And then the water keeps getting retained in this condition. It would lead to hyponatremia, an increase in blood volume. And renin and aldosterone are not released because the blood volume is high. And when this is high, it further screws up um, sodium levels. Um, so assessment for SIADH, um, we would ask for recent head trauma, cerebrovascular disease, cancer, did they have tuberculosis, uh, are they having water retention, decreased appetite, nausea, vomiting, weight gain. Some CNS complications um, usually happen at 115 milliequivalents um, per deci I think it's deciliter, but I've just put 115 milliequivalents um, of sodium. Uh, usually the range is 135, 136 to 145, um, so that's really low. 
Um, so those CNS complications include disorientation and the patient might be lethargic. Uh, we'd also check uh, DTRs because those might be low. DTR again is deep tendon reflex. Um, they may have a bounding pulse, hypothermia, decreased urine output, and plasma osmolarity is decreased. Um, yes. And the interventions for SIADH. So we would restrict fluids and increase sodium. And that would usually be at 500 to 100, no, 500 to 1,000 milliliters an hour. Uh, and we would use saline to irrigate anything. Uh, I's and O's again, uh, like I mentioned earlier for uh, diabetes insipidus, one kilogram is equal to one liter. So we want to make sure that we're getting weights accurate. The drug therapy would be Tolvaptin, which is Samska, or Conivaptin, which is Vaprosol. And these help to increase sodium, not sodium, sorry. These help to decrease, increase, I can't speak. Let me do this again. So the Tolvaptin and the Conivaptin increase H2O excretion. So this helps get rid of water but it helps keep the sodium so that's why you don't want to give like a diuretic because that'll help get rid of the sodium too when the sodium is already probably low okay i hope that made sense and black box warning for tolvaptin so um if there is an increase in sodium in of 12 milliequivalents in 24 hours this might um, be associated with demyelinization in the CNS, um, and it also increases the risk of liver failure and death. Um, and again, diuretic oh, diuretics can be used, but that's only if the sodium is kind of normal or close to normal, um, and if there's heart failure. Um, we'd also use demeclocycline or declomycin. Uh, it's an antibiotic, and it helps with fluid balance and electrolytes. Uh, hypertonic saline, 3% could be used. Uh, we, again, watch fluid balance here for SIADH. Because, um, again, it's the opposite, basically, of diabetes insipidus. We would listen for crackles in the lungs, check for bounding pulses, we want to provide a safe environment for our patients. There may be an increased seizure risk uh, when the sodium level is low. We also check orientation. We reduce noise and lighting, so have a quiet place to like chill. And uh, there may be neuro checks possibly every hour to every four hours. So. That's a quick little episode of Diabetes Insipidus and SIADH. I hope that was helpful. Um, I am going to go pick up my daughter now. So I will do more little episodes after. So thank you.